This is TBD with Tegan and Lee. All right. Today we're going to talk about the importance of nonprofit. So we know like nonprofits are are there as a I guess a second line where governments aren't able to produce or it makes it makes sense to have a nonprofit to help assist where governments aren't able to. Lee, can you give me a little your opinion about nonprofits and their importance or what you feel about them? Um, I think nonprofits uh, place in you know, society, American society in general, because that's what I know best. Um, they're really there to, like you said, kind of augment what the state and federal government can do for its people or citizens. To give you an idea, uh, nonprofits generate about $1.9 trillion annually. But it, when you say generate, they don't really generate that money. They get people the, to donate money. Yes, that's the amount of money they get, either from like galas or whatever events. So $1.9 trillion, that's, that represents roughly about 13% of the U.S. economy. Really? Yeah. That's so, a lot more than I thought they were pulling in. Yeah, and what I found is that nonprofits are booming in hard time for em- employment. So when downtimes are about, nonprofits... Employment rise about from about two percent to two and a half percent. Like during the during like recessions in the nineties and the two thousands, in nonprofits they were increased by two point three eight percent annually. Is that like through working for them or them finding? No, that's them employing people. It's a uh, diff- different like when you have downtime in economy people are at some people are out of work yeah. and they are need more charitable work is being done to to help different different uh neighborhoods mm-hmm. so like between 2.38 percent and 2.5 percent from 2000 till 2007 and mm. 2007 was around the time when they had uh, another recession, when the housing market. Well, I mean, I think that's great. But I also want to take that with like a bunch of grains of salt just because nonprofits are great and they are exempt from certain drawbacks that, you know, the government and corporations are beholden to. But I also want to say that when you say that they um, cut back on uh, unemployment, we well, by they, employing they don't, people, they don't cut back unemployment. They increase their employment during those times. Okay. So during those times well, where four four business people four business uh from for profit companies are reducing their employment while they're increasing theirs. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. So when you say that though, when you say they're increasing their uh employment rate, I think it's like as most people know, like when you work for a nonprofit, even when you do have the one of the top jobs, you can make <laughs> it's not really like a for profit job. You make like anywhere from eight thousand to like twenty oh, or thirty thousand oh, dollars a year. I'm so not, it's like when you say they're employing people, how are they employing them? I'm not saying that as if this is this is the positive side. I'm just giving you some insights on what's happening. It doesn't mean like if you work for a nonprofit, you're gonna make a good well, that's not uh, what I'm saying. good living. Okay, well then that that was my point basically. So it's like, yeah, okay, they they're upping their employment, but is that employment really relieving anything? Well, we don't know. It all depends <laughs> on where where you are. It helps you if you're an executive, um, if you are in a higher up position versus if you are right at the. Let's say if you were if you're a CEO of a nonprofit or 
CFO, then mm -hmm. you you you're gonna be you're gonna have a decent living. But if you're one of the people who had boots on the floor, who I'm are confused. What? Because I thought you were talking about how when there's a recession, they increase their employment. Yeah. So we're not talking about CEOs. We're talking about the the I'm, roles that are opening. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about your your uh, concern about how is it helping. Yes. I'm, I'm not saying it's it's gonna help you dramatically, but it's it's just a positive side to nonprofits that during hard times they do increase their employment because they need um, they need more people to help them do what they have to do. So do but, you think that nonprofits are necessary or I think I have a mixed feeling for nonprofits. Like one of them is that some of them spend millions of dollars on marketing. So marketing, salary and trying to make glorify their their business. Do you have any like examples? So like the Wounded Warriors was one of them that was really caught up where they was the wounded warrior project they, oh wounded at least said winter and i'm like no, oh, no. captain america has <laughs> he has a, a foundation but go ahead sorry no so they spent millions of dollars on first class trips and other salary perks for their uh, employees and, and also giant show pieces to market that they were doing well they would like lots of TV commercials, they have a lot of billboards and all those other things to say that we're doing good. So they're basically just using the money. Instead of using the money to help the veterans, they're using the money to glorify their business. And the other problem I have with nonprofits are nonprofits who donate food to to different countries that are. Let's say we we have rice as an example. So you have a country that's already producing rice, but then you have a nonprofit that uh, is donating free rice. Well, okay. Well, so they're but, not buying rice from that country no, and donating it. They're taking they, rice from somewhere else. You're they're saying. taking rice from somewhere else and then dumping the rice into that country that has farmers who are producing. So if that if that country is producing rice or corn or sugarcane and then you're delivering those to the country for free you're putting the farmers out of business so do you think that they're doing that on purpose or are they just they could doing be doing that on purpose or they're not really thinking about what they're doing because instead of donating those the food that are already produced by those farmers there they should look at what can i bring into this country that are not being produced so you want to let the countries okay. produce what they're good at producing and then you you could donate food that aren't wait i think there. i don't think that's but the right answer i think no the right the right answer is to not donate the food that are producing that well just the think. right answer is to use the money that you are that was donated to that nonprofit to build roads when they build roads it allows neighboring towns to easily tra uh, travel between each each other to make to trade it also opens up the roads for other companies to move in and it reduces the price of goods because now transportation between those two neighboring countries or towns are there and it's cheaper to to transport them mm. it it also when these new companies come in that that city that town can collect taxes to improve the neighborhood just a, a couple notes okay about not donating food that 
is already grown in that country. I think I would rather say that they should buy the supplies from those people who grow those uh grow those crops because normally in, in other countries the crops that they grow are staple foods right so in asia and india rice is a staple food and everyone eats it so you don't want to bring squash they don't eat squash all the time you want to give them something that's a part of their staple diet because they eat it all the time you know yeah, but you don't want to you don't want to say get rice from the farmers and then give it away because now you're taking away from the people. but you're not because you bought it from them yeah you bought it from the farmers yeah but then the 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 store clerks the the stores now they can't sell it. Well, they weren't going to sell it anyway, right? Because the reason why you're donating the food is because people couldn't buy, afford to buy it. That's the whole point of donating the food. But why couldn't they buy the food? Because there wasn't other opportunities. So when you build roads, you build sewer system, you build oh, schools. That's another thing. Also, a nonprofit building a road doesn't make any sense because if that town doesn't have a road yet, that means that the the town, municipality, whatever, doesn't have the money to build a road. So okay, you build a road, but now they can't maintain it. So it's going to get run down real fast. It's it's not a it's not about building roads that you you uh see here cuz it could still it's could still be roads that are being built in a way where it's uh, do different materials to figure out what can I build in this area that will sustain that will not um, degrade too quickly, and you build it in a way where when it rains, it it trickles down. You you build the road at a pitch, and then at the at two edges, it's kind of like a drain system where the water runs down, and that water could be used uh, to irrigate farmland but if it's running off of pitch which is like a tar well it doesn't the the it doesn't have to be made with tar well no but i'm saying but the the infrastructure behind even maintaining or even maintaining the drains or doing any of those things that's something that has to be done in accordance with the government in the place because once the nonprofit builds it they're not going to stay and maintain it because they don't most nonprofits even though they make a lot of money don't have the kind of money to stay and like hold their hands you know what i'm saying you don't have to build a you don't have to build a giant road so people could like from one end of the country to the other well end no of the that's not what i'm saying even a small road there's just there's a lot of logistics that goes behind putting in place the things that you're talking about and i mean at because a certain point if you, if you think about it there are so many nonprofits that are fight going for the same thing so if they come together why can't they they build that that's not what business is about. Even nonprofits, they're not about joining together. Because that defeats <laughs> the purpose of having a nonprofit to help the people. Because you're here to help the people, but you're you're both are fighting for your survival. Because it's exactly it's also of the best it's not it's for their best interest for this cause to remain there because if that cause is gone, then they have no reason to to continue. Well, not even that. It's just um, uh, how do you explain it? It's it's like being a nonprofit. Like sometimes I under I I understand. Like I I think nonprofits are useful and they do um really help a lot of people. But I also think that oh, why do we need? Why are there so many? Because why can't the government do what these nonprofits are doing? You know what I'm saying? And um, it just becomes they're just less. Not even they're just as cutthroat as any corporation is because you're trying to get money from all the same people because they have lots of money. Right. And so that's why they don't work together often, because it's like, well, if we're working together to do this, how do we say who deserves what which share of the money? 
Yeah, and when those people are fighting for those dollars, what they're doing is they're marketing to to the next person. So they spend the money they they receive a hundred dollars from you. They take ninety dollars of that to market to get more money, which they use ten percent of that to either use towards their cause or break that up towards administration and then their cause. Yeah, I think exactly. I think that's kind of fundamentally the issue we both have with nonprofits is just how they use their money because it's like being a civil servant, right? Being a senator or any kind of politician, really. Like civil servants are civil servants. They're supposed to be servants to the peoples of the United States of America. That's not what they are. They all use their jobs to make their lives better. And, you know, do little itty bitty things for their constituents here and there. You know what I'm saying? So instead of the nonprofit, these people who have said we set out to help all these people are really mostly helping themselves. Yeah. You know what I mean? Rather than helping the people they're supposed to help, which is a, a super huge issue with nonprofits. Yeah. And I and then, uh, just go back on the roads. Just, I'm, I'm not saying like they have to they have to uh, it's not necessarily having to get money to build the roads because if you if you have money to build the roads but then you have companies who want to who a lot of companies now are saying you buy one we donate one instead of the, instead of buy one donate one they could donate their time and some of their resources to help build that road okay and when they build that road the nonprofit could have uh the people in the community help to maintain that road until the government has enough resources to do that. But where's the government getting those resources from? Because the that resource comes a little later when the companies see that this little area or this town is thriving. So now those companies move in because well, they want other companies as well. It could, and aren't they going to compete with the companies that the, the the small farmers and businesses that are already there? Let's let's say let's say we have uh this this small little town that is struggling. Yeah. So if it's struggling, so its current it's the current um the current state is not helping. So let's say a supermarket comes in and it creates some jobs, and then that supermarket is paying tax to the to the government. Then the government could use that tax money to, to maintain that area, and as more come in, it's it's not really it's not sure, hurting yeah. it's not hurting the, it's not hurting the local economy as bad bad as if it was a, it was a moderately fledging um, little economy where people it's it's not it's not booming but it's it's maintaining. Whereas if it's a place where not much economic activity is happening, having another business come in is more beneficial than having n- nothing come in. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. So if that supermarket comes in and then a tire shop pops up, and then so you have the nonprofit who has a trade school teach people how to do certain things, then those people create other things within the border. Mm-hmm. So then people from the neighboring town may come over so you're bringing in you're bringing in uh revenues from other uh, like cities and towns to that area and that area becomes more populated. So now when this area becomes really really booming now the people who 
have businesses there, they they're gonna want to look to expand. So now opportunities mm-hmm. look better outside of their little town. So now they start building out, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that kind of ripples out until it reaches the edge of the country. And you know, um, that's not a bad plan. Now that you explained it fully to me, um, but normally when we talk about nonprofits, we're talking about you know, you know, I don't know. Um, nonprofits that do work mostly outside of the United States. I mean, you have like health nonprofits, like the Red right? Cross. Yeah. Well, not even like them. I mean, that's that's a little different, right? Because that's like, yeah, you know, like Laura Cross, sure. Um, but that whole um, thing you just laid out, that whole plan, logistical plan you just laid out, I think would really also work in America. But there are very few nonprofits that are like, yeah. Because there are so many towns in the United States that are just like these other towns. I mean, yeah, they have road, they have asphalt infrastructure roads like we do. But because uh, I, I went to school in North Adams, Massachusetts, and it was a booming town. They built the Hoosick Tunnel, which is a six mile tunnel through a solid rock mountain. And at one point in time, there was Sprig Electric, which I don't know if that turned into General Electric, but, you know, it was an electric company. Everyone worked there in that town. And then Sprig decided they were going to move. And then the town went into decline because everyone used to work there. So there are lots of small towns that are really like on the cusp of just being ghost towns. Like the whole main streets boarded up. I mean, North Adams not because Mass the college bought most of the businesses storefronts on the main street. But if it wasn't there, then we would probably be mostly boarded up and it'd be a ghost town. Very few people would live there because there's so few economic uh, opportunities. And so why aren't there nonprofits to yeah. do stuff like that? Like say, let's repopulate, let's regenerate economic value in our small towns in the United States rather than putting all the focus on um, economic centers or big cities like Boston and New York City and LA and the supposed Silicon Prairie, all stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. In every in every growing or in every neighborhood that needs to be developed, there needs to be at least one or two anchor employers that that allow that allows those people to get some income to spend in that neighborhood. Yeah, but I think that anchor but anchor companies like Sprig or stuff like that, it gives them too much power. Because they're like, well, we employ 50% of the town. So what we want, we should get. Because if we don't get what we want, then we're, you know, we're going to hold you hostage. In in the beginning, I think it's not, it won't necessarily work that way. If, let's say you have two anchor businesses that employ most of the town. Mm. So if the town just sits back and just depends on those, then that will happen. They'll get extorted by those two companies. But if they're looking to, like, their tax dollars they get from these two anchor companies and then from from the people who uh, are able to start little small businesses to uh, in their economy, to in their neighborhood, if the town uses that money wisely to attract other businesses to come in and create one thing that is a lot of time neglected are parks and recreational um, things for people to do. Free stuff, like just having a park out there. Uh, and those things keep the neighborhood going. You have a park where you have the young people and the um, older people to come in. You have you have a basketball court. You have some chess tables out there. You have somewhere where people could gather and just have fun but without without having to say, let's say, all you have in your town is 
your place of work and your home. That leaves people to want more, mm-hmm. and it, it creates some. It cr- it creates. It creates a a like I. I would say I want to say yearning, but some they want more than more than that. So they want a gathering place where they could go and just um, kind of connect with their neighborhood. Mm-mm-mm. But I feel like I I think nonprofits. I think I'd like to see a lot more nonprofits geared towards that. Um, I, like I said, I think they're they're useful as like a go between because you know there are a lot of antiquated and silly laws that are part of the federal and state governments that hinders them from doing what's actually really good for the people and nonprofits aren't beholden to those you know so um, that I I think nonprofits are a necessary an- ancillary evil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I yeah I I just think there's too many too many nonprofits who are fighting for the same thing, but yet have not achieved it. Achieved it. yes, so exactly. Yes. So many nonprofits who are fighting hunger, but they don't really have an answer for it. All they think is we need more revenue to throw money at this problem. Exactly, which is silly because you know, like if you go and you learn about corn, which is like America's top crop or whatever, it's like we grow enough corn to feed everyone in the world, like twice or something. So yeah. it's not the answer is not to make more revenue. The answer is to grow more food or to be more eco friendly so that uh like my mom has said so many times, like, why don't we get a greenhouse in the backyard? And I'm like, do we have to get rezoned for that? Um like, you know, what does it take? Because I mean there's a lot of stuff. I would a lot of vegetables. I would love to have. I mean, I mean, you can kind of get squash anywhere at any supermarket. But there's something to be said for growing your own food and like being self reliant. But the thing is, if we do that, then that's going to take money away from supermarkets and corporations, and they're not about that. And again, it's like you said, they are perpetuating an issue because if they fix the issue, then there would be no need for them. Yeah, that's like that's the problem I have with one of the problem is so. There's companies who produce products mm. that causes cancers and other disease, and they sponsor like the they sponsor red uh, the pink ribbon um, yeah. program and other. It's it it just it just makes no sense to me why the nonprofits they are accepting money and then they're promoting the same products. That are causing the disease that they're trying to fight. Because it's not, I mean. And then they serving that same product at the event. Well, the whole point is that it's like the conundrum of like human nature. We should do a show about what is it to be human because it's, uh, I was actually having a discussion with someone about it. And I'm like, the, the thing is, is like, well, that I was like, human beings are selfish no matter what. I was like, we were talking about the government and how like he was like, younger people should get in. And I was like, I don't want to get in unless we're going to tear the whole thing down and redo it. I was like, because the whole, why would I join a system that I know is broken, that I know doesn't work, and then have to do all the bad things to get, to change it? I was like, that's how people get caught up in the system. And these are systems built by older people who keep saying that youth are the future, but then don't want to give them any control, right? Because everything is good for them. Um, And so the whole point is that he's like, that's the animal part of us. I was like, but being wild, being, we're all wild animals playing at civility. And the thing is, if you can't acknowledge that about yourself, you're never going to be actually be civilized. So the thing is, it's like, they want to help people. I generally think no person wants to hurt another person, but then you put other factors into it. So social pressures, you put money. And so the whole point is they want to help people, but they also want to make money. It's just like every time you, you hear about, even in America, companies that are manufacturing stuff and the, 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 
you know, the, the, the leftovers from that process are harmful to the environment. They're like, oh, well, you know, going eco-friendly is going to cost too much. I'm like, yeah, you're going to take a hit for like five years, but you're still going to go big. After the five years, you're going to rebound. But no one wants to hear that. They just want to hear profit, 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 profit. And, and that's not real life. Sometimes I, I think, because like, if you look at it, sometimes peop- the companies are paying millions of dollars to keep things in place where that same amount that they spent on the lobbies, they could have used that money to improve mm-hmm. their plants and they would have actually been more profitable. It's just like it's just like oil. Everyone knows that oil is is big oil is the one who was like, no, electric cars, I got all this stuff passed that makes it bad. I mean, now electric cars are starting to be a thing, but now... It's like you could have just invested in the infrastructure of electric cars and then not had to worry that we weren't going to use oil. I also think it's silly because we all know that that's going to oil is going to dry up. Right. Because there's only so many plants and animals that lived over the course of history in order to be compressed under the ground to make oil. Why would you ever? That's just not good business. Why would you depend on a source of income that you know is going to stop? Maybe not now, maybe not later, but it's gonna. That's just bad business. Um, General Motors killed the electric car. Uh, I think it was called the the EV. Well, it was back in the '60s. There was a electric car that was being built, and General Motors just scrapped it. The same reason why they got they got they bought a lot of the railroads and pulled them out the ground. Uh, which is silly, right? And I was like, the, and but the thing is, we'd also that that's the thing. They there's there's no logistics in their head. They're only thinking short term, not long term. Because the thing is, it's just like now with Boston, and everyone knows in America knows about the big dig, and it's sucked up all this money because you know contractors are stealing it, all sorts of stuff. But the whole point is that we did the big dig because we were our our highway was doing so much more traffic than it was built for and so now even with the big dig improvements, now we're getting even more traffic that it it's not meant to hold, and so. Yeah. Now we're screwed again because everyone's driving the cars, which is bad for the environment, which, you know what I mean? And so have taken out the railroads was dumb because, I mean, for the most part, you don't want people to drive from Boston to L.A. That's horrible. Who the hell wants to do that? Also, the highway doesn't have infrastructure for that. Yeah. You want to you want to build for what you need 10 years from now, not what you need today but corporations are not thinking about that all they care about is money that's what companies are there for to make money if they could cut out hiring people and just do machines they would because that means they would make money even though substantially there's a finite amount of money and resources on this planet so eventually your company is going to plateau but plateau is a dirty word in business because you have to have you, your business has to grow i'm like your business can only grow so far even if your your company goes worldwide it's just like Comcast and Time Warner wanting to like have all of the cable, you know, have 100% of the demographic. And I'm like, okay, you have 100% now. Where the hell do you go? Great. You just, you just, you know, <laughs> you just set yourself up. You just back yourself into a corner. Where do you go from there? Depression and sadness ensues because now there's nowhere to go. You've reached the top. Good job. All right. We end on a little sad note, but we'll be back <laughs> next week. Thanks for listening to TBD with Tegan. And Lee.